Hello, everyone, and welcome. A warm welcome to a very special edition of Deliver More, brought to you by the exceptional team here at Intech Services. And I do mean special, folks, because we are here to mark 30 years of business for Intech Services. And that's why I am honored to be sitting down with the two gentlemen that are here with me in Studio 211. Just to my left, Mr. Mike Patterson. Mike, take a bow. 30 years in business. It's hard to believe. I can't believe it's 30 years, honestly. I, I, I feel like I'm 30 years old, so it's hard to believe the business has been around for 30 years. You don't look a day over 29, my friend. <laughs> 30 years is a big deal. And, and because, in the spirit of big deals, we had to make a big deal of this episode, That's right. Mike. That's why we brought in Mr. Bob Patterson. Welcome to Deliver More. Thank you. Thank it's, you. Boy, it's my pleasure to be here. I can't believe it's 30 years since we started this business. 30 wow. years. <laughs> I had a full head of hair 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I had hair. <laughs> Dark. Dark, yeah. No, but we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, Bob, and making the trip all the way up from Southern Delaware. Did Del Dot treat you well on the yes, drive up? Did yeah. they have enough orange barrels yeah. on the road? No, no, no tolls, of course. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, we thought it'd be fun today uh, in that spirit of, of uh, celebration to look back on, on the inception of this company, to see how we got to where we are now. Um, and, and where we are now is we even have a, a whole new studio here. That's right. Uh, it's part of this Deliver More thing that started. The debut. Yeah, yeah. We're here in a, in a new area, in a new studio, to mark a very special occasion. And the, when I'm thinking about this, I want to go to you first, Bob. Um, take us back in time, if you will. It's the early 1990s. Uh, you had to see something out there in the ether that kind of told you maybe the time is right to, to start this project that became Intech Services. What was that like? Well, what really started it, I guess, is every the, the high management of DuPont coming in to our offices periodically and saying, Bob, you got to do something about all these small customers. They're driving us nuts. <laughs> Cust you know, customer service at DuPont was just not set up to deal with people that were buying small quantities of Teflon and then asking lots of questions. Right. Yeah. You know, the Teflon business of 100-plus products and different sizes and different packages and all having different technologies. How do you apply this? What primer do you use? What surface prep do you know? A customer service person can't handle that. They sure. just don't right. know because they're handling four or five different businesses. And so the question is: was how do you handle all this large quantities of customers that have lots of questions and don't buy much? And so we thought of when I was still at DuPont, well, we may be a distributor, but there's so much technology to use that it right. was difficult to figure out how you could set up a distributor that knew the technology. So DuPont came out with this big retirement package in 92, I think it was. And um, I, just, I just decided I was thinking about it. I had no intentions of retiring, and I thought about setting up a distributor for Teflon finishes and said, you know, I could do this. 
Yeah. I know the technology. I spent seven or eight years in marketing all over the world. And I think I could do this. And you had the, the cushion of, of a pension from DuPont back in those days. Pension. It doesn't hurt. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't enough to live real right. cushy on, but it was enough. It was a safety yeah. cushion, you know. And so uh, I went to DuPont management and presented the idea to them that, you know, we'd buy product from DuPont at a discount, and then they then sell it at the same price that they sold at, and they jumped on it. Wow. They helped us out, started. They did everything they could to help us get started. Yeah. They were great. I mean, that, I remember looking back at your transparencies that you created. <laughs> <laughs> and later, I think we still have them. They're like the clear old school transparencies. Show me on the microfiche machine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were. They really did help a lot. I remember there's a lot of consigned stock, and there's all kinds of assistance to help transition from DuPont you know, to, to Intech. Good example is, you know, when I first went and presented this to our vice president, I asked, said, I set it out and said, well, you know, in our normal terms were 30 days. I'd like to have 60-day terms for a year to help us get started. They gave us 90 for six months or something. I don't remember the details. Uh-huh. But they were very, very helpful in getting yep. us. They wanted this to, to be successful. Yep. It certainly sounds like, you know what I find interesting hearing this as, as the audience per se <laughs> is, there's, there's something that's still very much, you know, it was the care for customers. Even it's these customers that buy small quantities, but you still have to care for them too, and they still deserve the, the, the stellar treatment. Um, that was there at the inception of the Intech project, and it's still a core principle here today. Absolutely. So, so you can just see, you can see how, where all this is going. That's really interesting to me. They like the idea. Um, it seems like it's going to be a feasible thing, but making it work is, is entirely different, Bob. What, what were the, the first days? Did you have an office? Did you have, like, was that stuff set up, or what did you have to do? Well, Bob Kazmarsik, uh came to see me after, we, after I'd been to DuPont, and he wanted to become a partner, and so he became a minority partner in business, and he was very helpful in helping us get started because he and I were running around looking for warehouses and you know, so we finally found a warehouse that was a little bit suitable, and then uh-huh. we had to build uh, packing uh, tables. And oh, you guys built that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, well, I, th- I think we took a, a, a desk out in front and made it yeah. into a packing table. And, yeah. And we got, uh, we needed furniture, so DuPont had a, a used furniture warehouse where we, we went and we bought wooden desks for 50 bucks or 100 filing bucks. Filing cabinets. Yeah, file stuff. cabinets. We got a whole bunch of file cabinets and then went down and got a uh, bunch of auto paint with flattening agents and spray, sprayed them black. Uh, we did everything we could for a little bit of money, and it, it worked out. Well, the refrigerator was the biggest <laughs> coup, I think. Were you there when we did Yeah, I helped you on Pack it. I, so I was in. Tell college. us about this. I was monster. finishing college. Um, oh, that's at, right. At, UD, at Delaware, so okay. I, which is literally, you know, it's in New York, so it's yeah. across town. And I got a call from my dad one day. I was shaking off, you know, a night out, and he was like, <laughs> "I need you down here to help me with this refrigerator we bought." And I'm like, and I thought he meant like a homes like refrigerator. I don't know. I wasn't. You know. Yeah. So he and Kaz somehow scored this 
um, Kaz was the manager. Yeah, refrigerator from a ShopRite grocery store, the one on Route 4. Okay. And they were getting rid of it, and uh, they were getting They were moving. One. Is that what, what it was? So yeah, they were moving from one location to, uh, like, two miles away. Yeah, so he scores the refrigerator because we need something to put acid primer in to keep it cold. Okay, yeah. And um, so he, it's a disassembled, paneled refrigerator. It's the one we still have. It's sitting in the warehouse right now. It's huge. Yeah, and it was bigger. It's half the size now as it used to be. We cut it down. What, do you roll up with an aircraft carrier to it take that huge. back? It was huge. It was in the pickup trucks. the pickup truck. Yeah, it's pickup <laughs> trucks, and there was, it was used in the bakery area, so there was donut crap everywhere on nice. these. They were filthy. Well, then part of it was used for fresh produce, so there's lettuce in there. That yeah, it was disgusting. Wilted, and it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, he, I came over, and Kaz's son, Rob, was also in the area. So I remember the four of us disassembled and reassembled it, and, you know, it was, it was, and we still use it. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I did have to replace the compressor, so you kind of sold me a lemon, I think. You had to have it. I mean, getting stuff cobbled from the parts of other Delaware businesses, if, right. if, I'm, if I'm getting this right, and, and just relying on the help of, of a very small team. I guess you couldn't have anybody say, well, that's not my job description to, no. uh, to, <laughs> to assemble no. in a refrigerator. Everybody wearing multiple hats, I assume, doing what oh, they yeah. have to. I mean, we, uh, example, we, uh, we bought a, a used fork truck, battery-operated mm-hmm. fork truck for 900 bucks. <laughs> From that place, place in downtown Wilmington that uh, repaired and sold, and, and that was our. That's what we unloaded trucks with, and loaded trucks with, and uh, we we used that. We uh, we we cleaned the warehouse floor with a mop and wet towels. Remember running that yeah, thing I around? Trust me. I, I mean, it, it was uh, everything we did was. We did ourselves and on a shoestring for the first couple of years until we got really rolling. Yeah. I mean, the, the routine was, that, I mean, wearing multiple hats is, this is the definition of that. And a lot of the Teflon coders are in this same scenario where, you know, they do everything. Everything that has to get done, somebody's got to pick up that ball and run with it. So, you know, we'd come into work around six, pack boxes, get the orders together. You're done by around eight. My dad and Kaz would eat a bagel and shoot the <laughs> shit for a while. Then at 8.30, we were like, we were ready to start grinding. You know, we were on the phone. You know, my mom ran the entire office. So That's she what was, I heard. Yeah, so she's she ran the entire office in terms of every incoming phone call, every incoming order. She did collections. She did payable. I mean, she, you know, she did a, a ton of stuff that now we have four people. Yeah, we, I was just going to say, Mike, we have a team that does that. And yeah. if one of them is out one day, we're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but we had your mom is just one man band. Huh? Yep. So wow. we all did multiple things. I'm kind of jumping ahead because I was said we, but my, it started off with my dad and Kaz, and that's the environment I got brought into, which is okay. like, hey, is, here's your job description. There isn't one. <laughs> Get in here and go to work. <laughs> Just work. Well, and, and the philosophy right from the start was that if a customer called in, we'd get back to the, we either pick up an answer, but if we were busy, we'd get back to them before the end of the day. Okay. And we did. I oh, mean, yeah. we we did. I don't know whether you're still able to do that, yeah, but of course, no. <laughs> and that was very unusual in the industry then. And that was before voicemail. Yeah, before the automated yeah, world. Yeah, we had an answering machine. We had the old school, like with tape. That we yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. I mean, that was our. <laughs> that was wow. the automation that we had. Wow. Well, now I mean, you outsource for everything. You can outsource your payroll. You can outsource your front of office stuff. Yeah. 
guys with multiple hats, everybody doing what they have to do, because I guess the challenge is just with the small businesses, you have to stay there Survive. long enough. Right? Prove the concept. Try to imagine running this business with three people. I, I can't, Bob. Yeah, can't. I don't know how you did it. I don't know how <laughs> well, you did it. Well, it wasn't this it is big a little business. Small <laughs> but still, the idea of, of starting out with three people, and, and that was three, I think. Was three of you? Or no, Mary, Mary. Mary worked when mom was off. Mary worked, so okay. she worked a couple days a month or whatever. And then um, I was employee number five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at that at that first year from having to uh, secure your 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 warehouse to get your refrigerator, uh, getting an office in order. Um, that first year, you know, when you look back on it, what what stands out? Was it, was it that, I mean, you guys were successful? Were you more successful than you thought? Or, we you know? knew after six months we were going to be successful that it worked. Really? That, that, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we had, when they first started, oh, Mike wasn't there then. But when we first started, we had customers that would call up and say, why do we have to be with Intech? We want to be yeah. a DuPont customer. Really? Yeah. And they were very, they weren't happy when, you know, when the first batch of small customers were given to us. I mean, we were getting people calling us that were really unhappy with it. Well, they felt like they got disrespected. They Instead of buying direct from DuPont, they got shifted to a distributor. Okay. And then, so that was why they were upset with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nick, after six months... We were having the same people calling us and saying, you guys are great. Wow. We get our questions answered. Our products shipped the same day we ordered it. I mean, it was yeah. entirely different than they were used to. That's incredible. That is incredible. And it, giving you those kind of high marks, there's proof that your, your concept works. It's got to lead to DuPont giving you more and more trust. And I guess that's where... This gentleman enters the story, Mike, as in order for this idea to grow, uh, you had to get into your role. And that was with finding new markets, new customers. And yeah. that, was that the, really the first thing that you, you kind of came in as a professional and, and did? Well, professional is a loose term. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but, you know, it's funny. When I came to Intech, it, to me, I didn't really intend on staying there. I graduated in December. I did an extra semester. Sure. Because I was jamming so much knowledge into this. Oh, yeah. Got to get as much and, as you uh, can. <laughs> but, you know, to me, I, I really, a lot of my friends were working at the time. It was MBNA. It was oh, a big yeah. credit card company in Delaware. And that's where Karen was working. And all of my friends were working there. And that's really where I wanted to work with my friends and um, I had a business undergrad degree and and I was still in the interview process and I was interviewing with as Bob noted earlier some insurance companies and some <laughs> other places that I forgot about but nothing was really you know jumping at me and he said hey you know come work at Intech for a little bit you can help in the warehouse learn some stuff here and there and and, and I really enjoyed it from day one uh, it's that it was it was fascinating to me to see what Teflon was about yeah. and, to, and to understand how people use it. And that's still the part that I love about it because even, you know, I've been doing this 27 years now. And even now there's new stuff that still comes in every week that I'm like, that's new. I didn't know about that. That's a new application. So it's that mm -hmm. kind of like it really kind of allows you to continue to learn and continue to, to be to kind of, you know, learn something new. And that's the part that I really liked. And um and I also really liked the, that the job wasn't just a desk job. I enjoyed being able to go out and pack orders and, 
Um, my dad and Cass were awesome as far as having two people that I could learn different things from. Like my dad was awesome with the, the technical part, the customer part, you know, the Camors or the DuPont background at the time, like all that kind of Teflon history and all that. He was my mentor for that. Kaz was super strong in just the business part. You know I mean? The accounting, the profit and loss the you know, the books, the payroll, all that stuff. And he, he knew Teflon also, but his strength was the business. And so I felt like I had two different guys that really could, I could learn a lot from. So it was fun. And then as I, so I decided to stay, um, Bob shorted me on salary, but that's what I heard. We'll get yeah, to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I really enjoyed it because then we started traveling and my job was to learn the products, learn the, learn the customers and to, and to go out and try to find areas to grow. And then, so that led to, you know, half a dozen trips probably with my dad and, um, <laughs> and it was, it was fun because it, you know, it, I saw him in a light that I didn't, I never saw him as growing up. Yeah, you know, he wasn't the guy that was busting my ass for you know, coming in late. He was <laughs> someone that customers respected and yeah. that people knew and that they were happy to see. And he knew what he was talking about and all this stuff. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And it's something that I've always treasured and valued. And, um, and that to me is what I was like, I, I want to stay. I like doing this. Well, you know, like they say with uh, some of us, us who have siblings, sometimes we get competitive and we want attention here or here it had to be cool to that you were the 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 child that got to see him in this role that's going to be a special thing that kind of stands out it is it's something that you know it's unique in terms of you know the experience I've had in the late I got to see my father in versus what my brother saw him as my my brothers both when I talked to them about they were like hey good good for you I'm glad you're doing it because I don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) well and let me interject one thing. That, Please. That became, uh, it became real obvious that Mike was going to be uh, a su- very successful uh, when he looked at his relationship with DuPont. Um, it was, I wasn't sure because mo- the rest of us that were interacting with DuPont were ex-DuPonters. And here comes a kid right out of college, you know, and his, one of his jobs was to interact with, with DuPont, or it, be, it became part of his job mm-hmm. uh, as he stayed on. And it, he was eminently successful. Uh, they really respected Mike from, you know, from day one. And they, they said, hey, you know, he's really doing good. He knows the business. And he did. <laughs> he learned it really quick. Wow. So, you know, that was... Good Absolutely. Absolutely good teachers. It, yeah. it, it worked out. So I yep. do remember the training stuff. There was a training program that involved a, 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 like a, a wheel of slides. I remember sitting at, I no, I was at the that. old office and like he'd be like, all right, my dad would be like, all right, at one thirty we have training. And he would like turn the lights off and we'd roll through this slide deck of Teflon applications and all this other stuff. And that's, that's how I learned that and all those, we had tons of books and yeah. old fact sheet binders and but it was it was so funny. so you're telling me like when i have wolfie on this show and he complains about your training yeah. and how intense it was you yeah. had a wheel of stuff so I this is the real master yeah oh exactly <laughs> well part of the part of the customer service calls were training people I and mean, they people would call in and they'd say well you know i have this part and i want to put something on it that'll do that it won't stick things mm-hmm. won't stick to it and so then you have to train them is how 
how do you make Teflon stick to a piece of steel? And, you know, you go through a little, and Mike picked up on that real quick. Yeah, that's not easy. It's not easy as I'm learning all the time in here. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, again, I love the fact, it's, it's one of the things I've always loved about InTech is you get to talk to somebody. When you have a question, you get to have a conversation with an actual human being and you don't keep somebody on the line for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We've all been there, whether it's the cable company or your support for your computer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is, so can I, can I get behind the curtain for a minute? I, I, hear, I hear tell um, about you guys got along pretty, pretty damn good, yeah. right? <laughs> for sure. With one exception. Yeah. There's apparently... Somewhere. One? <laughs> There's apparently a door that took the brunt of uh, somebody's frustration somewhere on the property, Mike. What was, what was this big dust up? <laughs> you know, it was, and I think this is a natural progression. You know, I was a couple years in, and I was, you know, feeling, I, I had a knowledge base mm -hmm. you know, type thing. I was feeling, you know, pretty bold about what I could do didn't know and I remember I it was a situation where I went to my dad and I had a question and he didn't he gave me an answer I didn't like and it and it led to like a, a pretty good blow up in the office <laughs> like a shouting thing and I and there was a door that led from the office area into the warehouse and I like jacked that door <laughs> it was and a metal the, door yeah it was it was a shot and um and the hinges broke and it was it was a problem because it, it never worked right after that <laughs> and um and, and, it's, and it was handled well. Bob gave me some space. I remember 20 minutes later, you came out, and we were like, hey, you know, what the hell's going on? And, you know, and, and we talked it through, and that was that. I mean, but, you know, I've seen that in other people around here. It's like when you get to a level where you think you know enough, and then you realize you don't know shit, it doesn't go <laughs> over so well. And so, and that's really what it comes down to. Is it was one of those things that, you know, he, Bob was, I'm, I've never told him this before. By the way, but I think he was probably right in that oh. situation. Oh, an exclusive here on Deliver More. An exclusive dad was right. That's got to feel good, Bob. Oh, I, I knew that all along. <laughs> there was never any doubt. There was never any doubt. But I mean, it, you know, you can say people wore multiple hats. So the, the whole your your family was so tightly ingrained in this project as it went forward. Um, was, was working with family always pretty easy for you, Bob, or? You mean at Intech? Yeah. Extremely. Actually, you know, uh, I hadn't really thought about that, but Gene and I never, if we had any kind of problems at Intech, we never took it home. Yeah. But we didn't have any. I don't remember having any problems. She was doing a fantastic job. Oh. I was busy. He was busy. You know, we were, we were busy all the time in the right. first place. Right. Uh, yeah, I, we had a great relationship. That's so good to hear. Yeah. And I think it's important for our listeners because we have so many people, especially in your world of coders that are second generation, third generation businesses. Yeah. And I think the obvious question here is, Mike, I know you have boys that are right on the precipice of I entering do. the business world. Is this something you think about? Do you, do, you know, do people ask you, do you want them to follow, you know, in your footsteps or do you want them to do their own thing? Do you have any thoughts there? You know, I do, I do get asked this a lot. Uh, my oldest son, Kate, is going to be a senior this year um, at South Carolina. I have a junior at South Carolina also. Go Gamecocks. Um, <laughs> but I get that question a lot. I think it's a natural question when you, when you're, you know somebody's in business for themselves. Like, hey, your kid's going to get involved or what? And, and it's, it is interesting. I've never talked to any of my kids about this. Really? Um, it's, 
in, in my mind, I don't want there to be any pressure on anybody, on, especially on them. Mm-hmm. I want them to do what they want to do, what's going to make them happy. Um, and I have no idea whether they would want to do it because we've never had the conversation. I'd be open to the conversation, but I, I think I would do things a little different in terms of I came here directly from college. Um, the, that's the, the only regret I have in my career. That I, I think I would have liked to have experienced the outside world for a couple of years because it, um, just everyone else basically has. And, yeah. And I think it's something that I might have learned things differently about how I would run the company, you know, subsequently, or I don't know. I just think that that's like a part of um, my career development or my, or my personal development that I didn't have because I, I went right from college to a four person company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the same time we worked for a fortune 500 company. So I was doing a lot with them. And so I learned how to play those big company games and how to, you know, how the, the politics of big companies work because we were so integrated with DuPont Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was good, but at the same time, I, I always did wonder, like, huh, what would it be like if I did do a couple years somewhere else? Would that, would that change me? Would that alter my, you know, my, how I run things? But I don't have any complaints or regrets. Maybe but, you'd um, still be selling insurance. <laughs> comes up again. I'd be kicking ass. you the best damn insurance salesman. In, yeah. You would be overinsured if I was. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, I... We, uh, you talked about family companies, and uh, about a, a year and a half ago, I got a call. I was out in my workshop doing doing something, and um, uh, Bruce Nesbitt called me, one of our one of our old customers. Uh, we were pretty good friends because of some travel we did when he when I was still at Dupont, and he uh, said, "Hey, this is Bruce." Oh, Bruce Nesbitt, yeah. I just wanted to tell you, before I told your kid, <laughs> oh, I'm selling nice. my business. <laughs> I said, oh, that's, that's great. Uh, he said, yeah, I, I wanted to tell you. He said, I'm going to call your kid right after I hang up. <laughs> and, I mean, and that was, it was, I, he always called Mike my, my kid. <laughs> Mike would go see him, and, you know, I, he'd call me a couple months later. Your kid was in. Wow. And, and, and that's the way he thought of Mike, but he loved Mike. He always sure. said what a great job he was doing, how well he knew the business, and, and, and that's one of the premier yeah, customers that we used to yeah. have. I don't know how it is now. But. Yeah, it's a pretty good compliment for your kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> your I kid. Kn- I know that you know, <laughs> rounding, rounding out this story has got to be tough, and I know uh, I'm, I'm conscious of how much time we, we've spent here together, but I know that talking about being his kid, I know that when Bob left uh, the, the, the company, left you kind of shorthanded at the time. And it seems like Bob left the business, but have all the contacts. Kind of like the business, the business doesn't leave a guy like you. You know, you can't really shut that off, I suppose, after, after years and years in this business. What was the transition like when, when Bob steps away? Yeah, that's pretty interesting because we, had, we knew Bob announced he was going to leave. And okay. so Kaz and I knew, and we were planning on how we would, you know, backfill, <coughs> so to speak. Um, but we knew we were going to be a little shorthanded, especially on the, the technical service and, you know, packing boxes and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny because when Bob was like, I'm leaving January 1st, I'm done, you know, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, whatever. He's still going to be back nosing around and yeah. that. And, uh, and he, he wasn't. 
he like when he said when he and my mom left, they left. Good to your and, word. Um, wow. I remember I that busy. summer. <laughs> yeah, I remember that summer. He, he, his thing was like, hey, when Kaz goes on vacation, I'll come up and I'll stay with you and and I'll I'll help you out. So you know, and I was like, oh great, because it's it was rough working by yourself, like to do everything. So I remember you came back that summer, and yeah. I remember you were surprised how much you forgot in six months or seven months. I don't remember coming back. Yeah. So I was, that that. Uh, <clears throat> That's a good, you know, it was one of those things. That, and you, after that, you never offered to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he did. He, he said, I'm gone. And, and, honestly, it's looking back on it, Nick, it was, it was good for, for me especially probably because it, like, it's trial by fire. There's no go cry yeah. on his shoulder. There's none of this. Like, yeah. it, we had to make it work, too. So it was almost like, you know, and, and I was good friends with Kaz by the time my dad left. I, you know, and – but Kaz and I had to develop our relationship and, and build that too, because mm-hmm. now, you know, he was, you know, it was a different dynamic and, and he was great, you know, and it worked. And it, obviously we continued to thrive and the business continued to grow. And, but um, on the other hand, when I left, you put your own spin on the company and start and started doing some really good things is, is to open to new markets and new products. Right. Yeah. That was, um, that was like when Tony came. So that was around 2000. Yeah, but that was, that was started your doing, earlier. You know. Yeah, we started nosing around that stuff, and that's what really yeah. that opened up a lot of other doors, too. Well, I mean, that's you know, back, what, 20 years? I mean, how do we get to where we are today, Mike? What's going on in the meantime since Bob's left? I mean, I think what it comes down to, and the short answer to that is my focus has been over time to continue – to put Intech in a position where we are more than just a distributor of Teflon. So we wanted to continue to do everything that Bob and Kaz set up from day one, which is having that personal touch and the two ring pickup and all those things that people, you know, next day shipping, all that stuff. We still, that still happens today. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to take it to different levels. So we're still like, you know, you, the customers know we're the only supplier with a website where you can buy stuff online where you can buy all the other products, where we offer the training. We have shows like this to help continue to stay connected with our customers and, and to reach engineers and specifiers and to have people that are hired that a big portion of their job is to go find new applications for Teflon, which help us grow and help our customers grow. So to me, it was always, always to be more than just someone calls to buy a gallon of Teflon. Like that's, that's the mechanical part of what we do. Sure. The real value of what we do is all that other stuff that we that we want to bring to the table. Wow! So a lot of a lot of innovation and a lot of expansion since the time that you you uh, departed, Bob. But you yeah. got you got to. It sounds like when you talk about the work Mike's done, you you have to be incredibly proud. Yeah. Yeah. Put the put the put the you choked pieces. up. You choked up. <laughs> <laughs> but you do you you put the pieces in place the right way from day one. Yeah. Still doing those same things just expanding and innovating and getting into new markets and serving new people. It's, it's a hell of a story. And um, I guess the, the story's not over. What, what's next, Mike? I think it's more of the same, Nick. In all honesty, I, I don't, I mean, the, the notion of continuing to find new ways to innovate and to reach people and to reach end users and to continue to find new homes where Teflon has value and can solve problems. That is, it's more of the same of that. And I think what I could envision more of is just <clears throat> more use of technology and efficiency through whether it's 
you know, social media and e-marketing and geofencing and all these other tools that are out there from a technology standpoint, it's utilizing that stuff to reach, to reach people where they want to be reached. And if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. like the new wave of engineers and specifiers, how do we, how, where are they talking? Cause it's not on email, right? So what's, what groups are they in? How are they on Twitter? It's all that kind of stuff. And it's really kind of digging into that stuff to use technology to like, to allow us to reach people in that fashion and to use technology to for operational efficiency internally in terms of just all the computer systems we have that web orders come in that automatically get created that go to the warehouse that go out that like you know we were doing all that by hand now the, the basically the computer does it all so wow. it's you know it's that's it's continuing to stay on top of that too yeah i mean as the world continues to evolve in tech has to evolve too yep and and i mean what we're doing right now is part of that evolution as well and, and you is. know like this was a conscious decision you made of we can do more to stay in touch with people and yep. have conversations that relate to what they're going through in this business so i know that doing uh these episodes of deliver more and coming up with them is a, is a pleasure for the team um but it, you really have to take a bow this is a real this is 30 years of an exceptional business that the two of you uh need to celebrate. You've put in place something special and we're grateful uh, to you. Well, uh, you know, what I'm probably most proud of is that Mike and his team, you and everybody else here, Neil, still cares about the customer. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the secret. You, you listen to the customer and you care about them, you get back to them when they call. It's going to continue to make you a very successful company. It's a rare thing in this world. Yeah, about. it is. You know, to get people on the phone is hard. To get people on the phone that understand and can answer your questions in all a timely our, manner all is our, hard. All our people are talking to other customers. We'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Never do. Yep. Yeah. I always I had a saying I used to throw around in my past life teaching is that you know, people don't care what you know until they know what that you care. Um, and I think that is absolutely indicative of what you guys do at Intech. Mike, Bob. This has been a pleasure. Was it fun for you guys? It Absolutely. was, yeah. Taking us down memory lane. This Great was job, fun. Hey, no. Thanks yeah, for trying thanks to corral the two of us. I know that's not easy. <laughs> you guys have, look, I think we just skimmed the surface of, of the stuff that we could talk to. My guests today, my esteemed guests have been Bob and Mike Patterson. Uh, for everyone here at InTech Services, thank you for joining us on today's very, very special edition of Deliver More. Thank you. Congratulations on 30 years. Thank, thank you, Nick. See you next time. All right.